0: Welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host tonight. And I'm Junico. You know. And today's show, we're talking about money personalities. Now, there was a new informed investor magazine, just came out, and the theme was money personalities. And what we talked about in that magazine was that there are five different personality types. So I want you to listen to this episode and try and figure out: well, what is your own money personality and what does it say about you and how you like to manage money? Because if we understand our natural approach to things, we can usually start to tweak things more to the way that we want them. And I'll also tell you what Andrew and my money personality is. Now, we've both taken this quiz online. Andrew, what is your money personality? So I came out as an amasser, which means that I get... You're a masseur. <laughs> which, yeah. The, a masseuse. Well, as,
1: as the French would call, a monsieur. And now that means that I'm happiest when I've got lots of money. Um, (laughs) Isn't that everyone? I don't know. I mean, I think that my drive is to build up wealth and to to store it. And so growing wealth is my top priority. And that means you often put off spending decisions and say things like, honey, I promise we'll start taking more vacations when I've got X amount of money in the bank.
0: And actually, you are like that. I remember you were trying to put off for ages having kids. And mm. say, oh, Lauren, I'll put off having children until I stop working and could look after them. That's right. So, when you're 80 years old, <laughs> you know, but, but that, that is definitely you. And, you know, what other sort of things does an amassador do? So, they equate money with their
1: self worth and power, which sounds terrible, doesn't it? But, uh, yeah. I love how you just brush that yeah. off.
0: Like, Ugh. Sounds
1: terrible, but it is. And also, they look at it like the more money you have, the more successful that you feel. I don't think that's a fair categorization of me. I think that
0: having more money makes me feel more relaxed. Well, that's the hoarder in you also coming out, which we're going to get into in a, in a second. But do you know what was surprising when you took your test? So you came out as a 9 out of 20 amasser. That's one of your personality types. I was surprised that you're only a 2 out of 20 spender. Yeah, I, I remember you saying this to me. I thought, I was like, okay, Andrew's probably going to come out with that amasser personality where... He likes to have money. It makes him feel secure. You're happiest when you're growing your wealth. That's a big driver. And I think a lot of people listening to the show, look, if you're listening to the show, you're probably in a master as well. You want to grow wealth. But I was surprised he didn't come out as more of a spender. And that's because, obviously, I'll go out and I'll buy something if I want it. But
1: I think the difference is I do that now because I have built up some wealth. But previously, there's been plenty of times where you know, I could live off the smell of an oily rag, but just because I should brew my own alcohol. Do, no! Yeah, do you not know? I don't know this story. Idea. Tell us. So, back at Wilson's Road, I had a little granny flat out the back. And when we were renovating the house, I lived out there. And me and I think my friend Evo, we used to, I had a big still, a big metal still. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I know what a
0: still is. Oh,
1: okay. And I used to brew my own bourbon. And so I'd make up this massive thing. Now, one of the tricks with this is you had to run water through so the alcohol would drip down or something rather. And uh, don't check the time. You want to hear the story. And then Eva and I would go out to the pub for a few hours, come back. And the water was very low pressure there. And so what would happen is the water would stop flowing through. And so it would just turn into condensation. And I'd come in and there'd be alcohol
0: dripping from the ceiling. Oh, you go lick the walls. <laughs> 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 but tell them the story about the macaw. Because this is why, I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, Andrew likes to spend money. I was in Queenstown not so long ago. So I like taxidermy. Uh,
1: anyone that's been to my house to see lots of dead animals. I went into the store and the lady was just really rude to me. I, I think I asked about something. She's like, no, it was not, for, not for sale. And I was like, oh, whatever it was. She was just a bit dismissive. And I was like, oh, buggy it. And so I just left. Anyway, this macaw stuck in my head for ages. And so I ended up going back and paying some extortionate amount of money just because I wanted to show her.
0: Yeah. Oh, you really showed her by supporting her store. <laughs> but if you're a spender... That's where you buy things that you can enjoy right now. So you might like buying gifts for other people, or chances are that you hate creating and following a budget. You know, I mean, that is that's pretty much, I think, most people. But if you're a spender, that really turns you off. So the first personality type to keep in mind is the amasser. That's where Andrew, you like to build wealth. The second is the spender, where you really derive happiness and satisfaction from spending money. That gives you a real buzz. Now, for me, I've done this test. I'm an amassor too. I like to grow wealth. That's my number one. My second big personality type is the hoarder. So that's what I mentioned before. So hoarders like to save money and you really prioritize your long-term financial goals. You probably have a budget. You may even enjoy looking at it. So Stacey, who recently came on our show and she was talking about how to save a lot of money, she would definitely be in that Order mindset, right? So, generally, hoarders don't like spending money on themselves. They see spending on entertainment, travel, or clothing as an unnecessary expense. Now, it's quite interesting that, you know, my second most personality is a hoarder because I don't like stringently following a budget. But when I see money piling up in an account, it's a bit like what Andrew was talking about before. You feel security. You're like, okay, something bad could happen. My car could break down and I would still be okay. You often comment to
1: me that you've put aside X amount and your you say, can't okay, very pleased with yourself?
0: Yeah, well, especially if you leave it there. Yeah. And just seeing the money pile up, it's like, yes, there's a, there's a bit of security <laughs> pile there. Up. Is that you, Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> it definitely doesn't pile up. With today's, with today's interest rates, it, it takes a while for it to pile up. But you see money as security and that makes you happy. So you, even if you don't strictly follow a budget, you can still have some of that mindset there. Now, one question I've got for you, Andrew, is how does your money personality compare to some of your families? The questions on this quiz were quite unusual, some of them. like I, I couldn't really relate
1: to some of them, so I just kind of chose the, the best one, even though I d- kind of disagreed with part of the, the answer. But there was one in there about, you know, if you received $10,000, like, unexpectedly, what would you do with it? And I think I said, put it aside, because I probably would. Like, if I, if I was going to buy something, I probably would have done that anyway. My family, hopefully no was listening to this, they would spend it in a heartbeat. Like, I, like, I remember my parents won Lotto when we were kids. Like, How not, much did they win? Oh, no, not a lot of money, like, but a lot of money probably to them, like a few thousand dollars or something. And I think we went out straight away and bought, like, a new couch or something like that. Before the money hit the account? Oh, I don't think so. They wouldn't have had any money to put it on credit or something like that. But yeah, like they would be instant gratification.
0: Well, it's quite funny because my sister and I fight all of the time. And you know, reading about these different money personalities, we would be on like opposite ends, right? So I told you that I'm in a mess or I like to grow wealth. She would be what's called a money monk. Now that yeah. doesn't mean that you're religious about saving. In fact, it's it's quite the opposite. So if you're a money monk, you've got a very strong social conscience, right? So money monks, they tend to think that having too much money can corrupt you, that if you kind of have that mindset of money's the root of all evil.
1: Ah, so she judges, you, and that's the love of money, not, the, not money is the root of all evil. Just I, so I, I, know, I
0: know that it's the ah. love of money is the root of all evil, but I'm just telling you what this money psychologist, Olivia Mellon, who actually put this book together as part of her book, Money Harmony, what she says. And you love money. So, I mean, it doesn't really make any difference, does it? Well, the main thing that I'm trying to get here with the money monk before you derailed me, Andrew, (laughs) is that, you know, if you're with this mindset, you tend to identify more with people who have more modest means, you know, just regular people, right? Rather than those who are really keen of amassing wealth. And I'll give you an example, and I want to be really upfront and honest with you guys. So I'll give you another example of somebody who had more of that money monk mindset. And it's only now reading about these personalities that I understand it. So some of you guys know that I went to music school as part of university, as well as doing economics. And, you know, people who tend to go to music school and study the arts, you know, they tend to be flamboyant. Well, no, I was going to say that was me. Um, <laughs> I, know. I was going to say a little bit more socially minded. What do you mean by that? A little bit less driven by money. And more arts focused. And I remember, well, definitely, if you can go and get a music degree. But I remember a couple of years later, somebody who I went to music school with, and you know, really liked as a friend, someone told me that he said to another person, "Oh, is Ed still obsessed with money?" I remember you telling me this, and this this has played on your mind, hasn't it? Well, no, it's it's not, and I want to be really clear: it's not that I'm obsessed with money. And everybody listening to this, you guys are obviously interested in growing wealth. But it's not that you're obsessed with money. It's that you are driven by trying to create a better life. And that comment has played on my mind for a bit. How many times have you practiced your rebuttal in the mirror? I watch you do these things. Oh, no. I've, <laughs> no I've, why are you watching I me I'm in the my bathroom? I can see the smile on your face. Uh, but my point here is now recounting that story, he would definitely be in that money monk mindset, right? Where money is something that can be bad, money is something that can corrupt people, that money can make people very greedy, that kind of line of thinking. Now, it's not that those people are wrong. Let me be really clear. Being a money monk, if that's your personality, if that's the way you see things, cool, that's the way you see things. So you're going to be more interested in, in things like ethical investments. And you know what might money monks say about property investors, Andrew? I
1: think these are the type of people that are going to say, Look, you're getting rich, but at the expense of 1st home buyers, for example, or property investors don't add anything to society. They're just taking away from other people or, you know, people should only be allowed to buy two homes, absolute maximum. The Chloe books of the world. Like I've heard her talking about various things and like I, I'm not saying she's wrong because again, she's entitled to her opinion, but certainly she's got that mentality of it should all be an even playing field rather
0: than someone being, you know, greedy. And it's important to recognise that as we're going through all of these money personalities, you might have varying degrees of each one, right? So I've definitely met with property investors, some of you guys who listen to the show, who have a bit of that money monk mindset in there. And before you invest in property, that might be something you've got to challenge and overcome. So you might be thinking, okay, if I invest in property and make money through property, Am I taking away something from other people? Now, I don't believe that that's the case, but that's something you might have to discuss or think through yourselves. But again, I don't want you to think I'm putting down money monks. This is a way that people think. And the other thing I want to mention is that your money personality can change over time. So when I was on a lower income, like the second year of university, and when I was a couple of years out of the workforce, at that point in my life, I was the fifth money personality. I was an avoider.
1: Right? Oh, this is when you're crying in the shower. Now what sort of (laughs) that was yesterday (laughs) Uh, What sort of things do avoiders do, Andrew? Bury their heads in the sand when it comes to their debt. They just, you know, spend today, don't worry about it. Don't think about the future or the the emergency
0: bill that they're gonna get on the car. Well, that's also a little bit of spend it, but avoiders do things like not paying their bills on time, or you wait till the last minute to pay things until Bay sends you a letter. Or you don't really know how much money you have, how much money you spend, how much money you owe. And I remember back at that time when I didn't have a lot of money, right, and things were quite tough. You know, I wouldn't even want to look at my bank account. Yeah. And if you're in that mindset, you're an avoider right now. You know, if you don't want to open up your credit card statement, you're probably an avoider. If you're too worried to log into your internet banking or you know log into your, your Spark portal to see how much you owe them, probably an avoider right now. Now, the most important thing here is you're not necessarily going to be an avoider forever, right? So your money personally can change over time. I used to be an avoider. I'm not anymore. I'm more of an amasser. And if you are an avoider, you're probably feeling quite overwhelmed or incompetent. So many avoiders don't feel like they're up to managing their money. They, they don't feel competent. They want somebody else to take care of it for, the, for them. And one thing that I think would be really cool is it was quite fun. Andrew and I comparing our attitudes to money. I also made my partner. I made Angela do it as well. What and, was uh, she uh, oh
1: God, was she? She'd been a messer as well. Yeah, we she, Well,
0: she's a financial advisor. She, yeah. she, she's yeah. very, very similar. It's quite funny. I said the exact same thing. Oh, I'm surprised you're not more of a spender. <laughs> she, what do you mean? I was like, you love buying gifts for other people. She, oh, that's only once in a while well, that's exactly what a spender would say, <laughs> isn't it? So it might be fun to do it with you and your business partner or you and your colleague, you and your partner, you know, have a go, maybe you and your family as well. Just get a sense in, or an understanding of each other because when you understand somebody's ingrained personality traits, it can just help you have better conversations with them because you understand where they're coming from. I'll also put the link for that quiz down in the show notes. It's quite an old kind of clunky quiz, but... Uh, I'd do it anyway. Some of the questions are a bit Americanized, but you know it'll just help you get a sense of your own money personality. So swipe down or jump into the show notes. You'll be able to click in there and take this money personality quiz. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. We're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most in the Excel property market. Until next time...